So whether or not you're telling yourself that you're too busy or you're too or if you are relaxing or decompressing, you're being lazy, both of those beliefs are a choice. And as you all know, choices can be changed. So hopefully maybe one of those important reasons for decompressing will help you to see the importance of this being a part of your life. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 173 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper, your host, and I'm so grateful that you joined us here today. Today, I'm going to be answering an Ask BIT question, and I have to be honest with you, this question did not actually come from the Ask BIT form that you can fill out at burnedinteacher.com ask. It actually came from Instagram, and it was a comment on a post that I posted a few weeks ago, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to wait this one out. I'm not going to answer it here, here on Instagram, and I'm going to actually do an episode about this. So thank you so much, Kentucky Mama 6 for submitting this question in response to a reel that I posted about the fact that, yeah, I really actually am a teacher. I had someone comment on um, a previous TikTok that they said, you're not even a teacher. And so I responded very kindly <laughs> with a, uh, a TikTok and a reel from my classroom. And this teacher asked me how I decompress from a long week. So I'm going to quickly just share with you, number one, why I feel like decompressing is so incredibly important and why a lot of us teachers don't do it. And then I want to share with you just some quick ideas of what you could choose from to decompress because we're all different. And then I'm going to share with you several options that I kind of choose from just depending on my mood and my energy um, whenever I decompress daily and at the end of a long teaching week. So let's start by talking about why I feel decompressing not just at the end of a long week, but at the end of every day is so incredibly important. There's actually a lot of research done on the importance of decompression and relaxation. Um, At the end of your day, it prevents heart disease. 
It lowers your risk risk of stroke, which is something that I'm personally very interested in because I have a history of stroke in my family. Um, It prevents you from getting sick, which if you've listened to the podcast for any number of months, you know that I've struggled with this ever since I've been a teacher. And um, I I feel like it's so important to rest your body so that you can fight off illness and disease. Um, It helps you to control your appetite. You know, I mean, think about all the times that you eat from, like you stress eat or you eat out of boredom, right? Like this is something that can be really helpful. Um, It improves your mood. It lessens your chance of depression, and I'm going to get into that here in just a minute. Um, and it also helps you to be more productive. Like, we we are not machines. Like, we can't keep going and going and going. We have to, you know, I, I kind of cringe sometimes at these, you know, cliche um, statements of, you know, we have to recharge our batteries. We have to fill our own cup. We have to put our mask on first. That's where this decompression comes from. This is that type of self-care that many different people can benefit from, um, but it really is dependent on what you enjoy and what does recharge your batteries, okay? It obviously is going to help you to alleviate stress and anxiety, which is the point, right? Um, So those are reasons that I feel that um, decompressing is so important. And decompressing and relaxing um, are, you know, are, in my opinion, um, interchangeable. So The next thing I want to talk about is, so we know that it's important for our overall mental health. We know that it's important for our productivity. We know that it's important for our overall physical wellness. So why don't we take time to decompress at the end of the day or at the end of the week? And we just keep going, going, going. Well, I want to read you a, um, what is called an overcoming pushback from hacking teacher burnout. And these sections are at the end of every hack inside of the book. And I really love these pushbacks because typically these pushbacks have to do with the things that we're telling ourselves. It's not always necessarily what other people are giving us pushback about. So I'm just going to read this out to you, out loud to you. So it's from page 134 of Hacking Teacher Burnout. So here's why we don't decompress or we don't relax. Because we tell ourselves, if I'm not busy, then I'm lazy. That's a lie you're telling yourself. Because our cultural norm is to be 100% booked. When we wear our busyness and exhaustion as a badge of honor, we may find ourselves humble bragging about how much work we've done for the PTO cookie drive or how exhausted we are from staying up until 2 a.m. gluing googly eyes on paper plates for our students' grandparents' day projects. Your choice? Yes. Necessary? I'll let you answer that. So just as I described in hack two, you get to choose how you talk to yourself. And in hack three, I encourage you to pay attention to the way you view your reality. You get to decide the truth. So whether or not you're telling yourself that you're too busy or you're too, or if you are relaxing or decompressing, you're being lazy, both of those beliefs are a choice. And as you all know, choices can be changed. So hopefully maybe one of those important reasons for decompressing will help you to see the importance of this being a part of your life, okay? So I've read different research articles about this idea of relaxation, relaxing or decompressing at the end of the day or the week. And some of the research says that you should be decompressing or relaxing for at least an hour a day. But here's what I want to tell you. You don't have to start with an hour. If you are having like productivity guilt 
or, you know, any type of guilt or stress <laughs> attached to the idea of relaxing, which seems like an oxymoron, <laughs> moron, like um, I'm stressed about relaxation. <laughs> I can totally, like, it makes me laugh saying it out loud because I could hear myself, like I can hear myself saying that, right? Because I love to work and I love being productive and I love doing, doing, doing. However, I know that decompressing is going to help me sleep better. And that is one of, you know, as you know, my word of the year is better. And sleeping better is a huge priority for me right now. So my decompression at the end of each day consists of me, and this is a habit that I am trying to build into my routine, is number one, putting my phone away by 7.30. That is really helping me to focus on other things like hanging out with our daughter, um, hanging out with Jeff, uh, maybe watching uh, some TV. Jeff and I have been obsessed with The Last of Us recently. So whenever a new episode comes out, we try to you know catch up on that. Um, maybe going for a walk, even though it's dark and cold, getting outside and going for a walk. Um, Jeff still has his phone out, so maybe he's sharing some funny um, reels with me. Um, it can be any number of things. But if I back up earlier in my day, one way that I love to decompress is on my drive home. I have so many different options. Um, And some of these you may have heard me talk about before. Um, I am involved in several Marco Polo threads. Um, Now, don't freak out, all right, when I tell you what Marco Polo is, all right, it is a video chat app. It's a video, like, video walkie-talkie, I guess I should say. So I have several going. So I have them going with my siblings, with um, one with um, several um, different friends. I have some group friend, like group threads with friends. Um, so nothing makes me feel better than when I hop in my car at the end of the school day and I have a bunch of Marco Polos that I can listen and see my see my friends or my family on the other end telling us about their day um, or telling me about their day or asking questions. And that really decompresses me. Now, for some people, that might not be a great option. Like you maybe just want to sit in silence and really just kind of think about your day. Maybe you want to listen to music. And I'm, I feel like this is a for, like a a luxury is I have a 25-minute commute, 25, 27 minutes-ish. And for me, that's a really great way for me to decompress after a, a day of teaching. So that's one thing that I really love to do is to Marco Polo. And I said don't freak out because I'm not literally watching the videos, <laughs> um, but I love to see their faces when I can um, watch the videos. Um, but it's just a really great way for me to feel connected to other people outside of school. Um, so that's a really great way for me. It puts me in a great mood whenever I get to connect with my friends and family via Marco Polo. And it's a free app, so you could try it too. I can put a link in the in the, um, in the the show notes for you. Another way that I like to decompress is I have interests outside of teaching. Um, as you probably know, I'm really um, – interested in health and wellness. So there might be a podcast episode I'm listening to or a YouTube video that I have found that I'm listening to, or I might have a book that I'm listening to. You know you know that I love uh, teacherpreneurship, so I'm always learning new things about that. So I might be listening to a book on um, Blinkist, or I might be listening to a book on Audible. Um, so I, to me, decompressing can be learning about something that interests me, because what that does is it takes my focus off of school, especially if I had a particularly challenging day. Um, it really reignites me and reinvigorates me um, to 
you know, pick up where I left off on learning something new about how I can take better care of myself or learning something new about a place that maybe, you know, Jeff and the girls and I are going to travel or, you know, any number of things. Um, so that may not fall into a list of other, you know, if you if you do some research on ways to decompress, that may not fall on the list. But for me, it works. And I just really love learning things outside of teaching. Like when I am teaching during the day, I am blinders on everything students, everything student learning, everything student success. Um, so for me, decompressing is is really exciting when I can learn. Um, it's really easy for me um, whenever I'm learning something new. Um, I, I like to decompress by exercising, maybe um, especially during the winter time, going for a walk with Jeff. We don't typically um, run or bike, um, definitely don't bike outside during the winter, but getting outside, even if it's dark, getting some fresh air, that's really decompressing for us. Um, we get to connect and talk um, about our days or you know the future or and maybe not even say anything, <laughs> but we get to be outside and be active together. That's something that is really decompressing to me. Um, now, if I'm talking about at the end of the week, because specifically that was the question that was asked, um, on Friday evenings, I really don't like to go out and do things. And sometimes it's unavoidable, but I really do love to put on my pajamas, especially now that it's winter. Um, I love to put on my pajamas, my sweats. Um, and sit on the couch, um, and we order we order out. You know, we'll order pho from our favorite Vietnamese restaurant, or we'll order some pizza, or we'll and we'll watch a movie. You know, we'll have some popcorn. You know, maybe I'll have a drink, maybe I won't. But typically, on a Friday evening after a long week, I'm not really doing anything. I am wanting to chill. And recently, I've been going to bed pretty early. I'm going to say between 9 and 10 o'clock. We don't typically stay up very late on Friday. And really, that again goes back to all of the research that I've been doing on sleep and rest and how it is really important for us to go to bed and get up around the same time every day. Now, I learned that fact so long ago, like years ago, and I was like, whatever, I am not going to bed at between 9 and 10 on a Friday. I'm going to stay up late. I might go out with some friends. And um, that's not my truth anymore. And I think that's okay. Like our our seasons of life are constantly changing changing. And right now, Jeff and I are in the season of life where we don't feel at our best whenever we stay up super late and go out late, you know. So, um, but again, like I said, there are times when that happens, but on a typical Friday and even Saturday evening, we are not out super late. But again, that's just me. Maybe going out with your friends is super decompressing to you and that's okay. The main thing I wanted to share with you today is that decompression, just like your burnout journey, is yours. And you don't have to tell yourself that there's a right or a wrong way to do it. The fact is, is you need to make time for it. And I kind of alluded to earlier that, you know, even the research says you need to um, build it into your schedule, number one, you know that if you don't make it part of your schedule and you try to find the time, you're not going to find the time, right? So do make it a priority every day, but you don't have to start with an hour. You can start with 10 minutes, just giving yourself the permission to do something that relaxes you or energizes you for 10 minutes and then building onto that when you feel it's possible, that to me is a win. 
And I know that in this community of overachievers, because I see you, because I am you, that we want to say, okay, research says an hour, I have to do an hour. And we feel like we have to go all or nothing. And that is a story that you're telling yourself, okay? So decompression is important. And you are worthy and capable of making decompression and rest a priority in your life. And I have several resources inside of my TPT store that will help you to build decompression and rest into your schedule. We have a time budgeter and we have the priority planner. Both of those things are going to be really helpful in you making the time for the things that matter most. And you could begin to really build your why for why you need to leave at a certain time of day, every day after school, um, if you need a reason. And that can be to take care of yourself, to do something that you enjoy, to do something that brings you, um, that brings you the feeling of, of rest. All right, so you are worthy, you are capable of decomposition. Now, I really, or decomposition, decompression, I'm not going to take that out. Um, you are capable of it. I really truly believe that that's, that's available to all of us. We just sometimes have to be creative about how we do it, and we can't tell ourselves the story that there's a right or wrong way to decompress. I want to hear from you too. I want you to reach out to me on Instagram at Burned in Teacher or inside of the Burned in Teacher podcast Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash Burned in Teacher. I would love to hear your favorite strategies for decompressing and resting either after a day of teaching or at the end of a long week. All right, my friends, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned in Teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.